He can't be gone. But instantly, me and the Lord are close. But y'all didn't know that. When he gave it to me, the Lord, like, I was already reading the scripture then when I got the topic of gum. So I'm gonna give it to y'all like this. Gum. When everybody looks at gum, you go to look at some look at gum in a grocery store, uh, gas station, what have you. You notice that there's different flavors, different uh, brands, you know, different uh, color variations, consistencies. So gum has, you can pop gum, you can just chew it for breath reasons. But when you come, uh, when you have gum, a whole, lot, a whole lot of people take gum lightly. It's just something that you chew subconsciously, or unless you can't chew and walk at the same time. But what a whole lot of people don't realize is that when you look at gum, gum can be broken down into individual people. Or if you want to break it down even further, every brand of gum can represent a house or represent a church. And each and every little individual gum piece that's inside of that packet can represent each and every individual within the church. So, to read my scripture, my scripture comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about, in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may, may be manifested in our body. To give you some pointers, when you look at gum, gum can be, uh, no matter how much you chew on it, it can't be destroyed. So looking at your life, when you swallow gum, point one, gum can't be destroyed. In other words, you can't be destroyed. When gum gets swallowed, a whole lot of people think that gum takes seven years to break down your body, that's not true. Gum instantly passes through your body with the rest of the food. It doesn't break down and sit in your stomach for six, seven years. It instantly goes in, sits in your stomach, and flows out like everything else. It just doesn't digest. So in other words, when you pass it, it's like passing corn. I'm not going into any detail. So, in other words, body, the bodily acids that what breaks down everything else can't destroy the gum. In other words, what God has placed in you, no matter what it is that you go through in life, you can't be destroyed. You might feel like you're being destroyed because of all that you're going through, all the, all the chewing, all the burning, everything that it is that you go through can't destroy you. So, be a good cheer. Point number two. Each and every piece of gum also has its own consistency. In other words, some gum loses its flavor quickly. Some gum ends up uh, getting chewed, and you know you can pop it. In other words, you can stretch it a little bit more than other pieces. Some gum, you know, you can't pop it, or you know, because it doesn't stretch, because it tears and stuff. Don't look at or compare your gum's piece of life or your life to another piece of gum or somebody else's life. Your life and somebody else's life are two different. Are two, have two different consistencies. Your life, you might be able to endure a whole lot more chewing. Somebody else's life, they can only get chewed for two seconds before they get spit out because they've lost their flavor. That's good. And it's a whole other sermon. <laughs> Thanks, Lord. I remember that. And point three, because I don't have all that much time to go into detail, is <laughs> it's my favorite one. Whenever people, the main reason, or I don't say the main, hopefully it's not the main reason. 
But when people chew gum, they do it for breath reasons. You know, sometimes the breath might be a little tart. So they end up, you know, popping in some gum, with a fresh, something of a minty flavor. So if, it's with, if it has a minty flavor or minty consistency, whenever it is that you go and talk to somebody face to face, they can, they can often realize, or often see that you are chewing a piece of gum because they can smell it on you or smell your breath. So look at it this way. Even though you're going through your process of being chewed by God, in other words, you're being shaped, molded, crushed, stretched, even though you're going through your process, when it comes time for God to use you, God will still be able to breathe through you because somebody's going to be able to still smell God through you. They're going to be able to smell the freshness of God through you, even though you feel like you're being crushed. It feels like you're being, you know, completely, God, I can't take this no more. Oh, God, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. But then somebody needs help. Somebody's in need. But then God can still use you in the midst of your crushing. So don't be, don't be dismayed when it comes to you being in the crushing process and you going through your consistent, your molding, molding and shaping and making what looks like the death of you because you can't be destroyed. And at the same time that you can't be destroyed, and even though you think that you're being destroyed, you're just being molded and shaped into what, who it is God has you to be. But at the same time, God can still use you in the midst of your question. Amen. 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 You see, it is not my message, but God's. 
He is only using me as a vessel to present his word. With that being said, again, I introduce you to the chair. Please turn your attention to the screen. Are you working my screen for me, God? He's got it up here. Thank you so much. If you notice, there's two chairs. My topic only covers the chair because you can only sit in one chair at a time. So I say to you, if God were to say to you, take a chair, which would you choose? Think about the chairs represented on the screen. One looks plushed and very comfortable, while the other one looks beat up and worn down. The worn down chair has weathered many storms. I wonder if the chair would hold up, if, if, it had, if the other chair would hold up if it had to go through those same storms. You see, the worn chair represents God, while the other, Satan. Why, you, you might ask, does Satan get the best chair? Well, God suffered for us so that we might have eternal life. While Satan would have you to believe we don't have to go through any storms no, uh, in our lives. All is well, no storms, no trials, no tribulations. So I ask again, which chair would you choose? Regardless of your choice, choice, let me help you decide if you have made the right decision. Point number one, Satan's deception. Satan would have you to believe that all money is good money and all the glitters is gold. But I'm here to tell you that is not so. Just because it looks, feels, sounds, or even seems good, doesn't mean it is. Now James 1, 13 through 15 explains it better. It says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evildoers, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drowned away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived by Satan and his evil doings or his evil ways. Instead, I tell you to show respect to God and those he has placed in authority over you. Point two, which is found in Exodus 23. Serving idol gods, and it reads, you shall have no other gods before me. Choosing sports, money, sex, family, friends, or even technology to name a few over God is serving idol gods. Apostle David has been teaching us about worshiping, and he stated many times that the theme or the things we spend most of our time on is what or whom we are worshiping. This could also include your children, your house, your car, your mate, and the list goes on and on. So be mindful of how you are spending your time daily. You don't have to be worshiping, you don't want to be worshiping any idol gods. Yeah. Point three, my last point, serving two masters. I take you to Revelations 3, 15 through 16, where it speaks of a lukewarm church. It reads, I know your works that you are neither cold or hot, I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Mm. I am bringing this passage to you because originally I was going to speak to you about three chairs God, Satan, and Stratton the Fence. But God quickly told me that the third, Stratton the Fence, really doesn't exist. You see, either you are hot, 
serving God only? Or are you a cold serving Satan? You can't serve God one minute and Satan the next. Amen. Yes. Therefore, the church, the reference of the lukewarm church, are standing the fence. Standing the fence is a form of confusion. You don't know who you want to serve. Luke 16, 13 explains this best. It reads, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon, in this reference, is referring to money, riches, or worldly possessions, idols, of course. Let's not be deceived by Satan's tricks. Now, with all this being said, I ask you, which chair would you choose? The chair of deception, idols, or worldly possessions, which represents Satan, or the chair that has weathered many storms and is still standing, the chair that represents eternal life. The one that represents Christ. Let me leave you with this in conclusion. Mark 8, 36 through 37 says, What will it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? And what will a man in exchange give in exchange for his soul? My choice is God's chair, suffering and all, because in the end God wins, not Satan. So I ask you again. Whose chair will you choose? God or Satan? Amen.
and then lay it before the Lord to symbolize we're finished with it. Secondly, 
He is full of knowledge and wisdom, and it's always accessible. So, he's found in multiple places. He's omnipresent. If you're at work and you need Jesus, you can just call on him. I myself, I can testify to the point of being in the car. And me and Jesus, we, we can get it. Like, hey, he comes and he visits me in the car. I'm talking full tongue, snot, tears, don't know how I made it home. So he's accessible. You can find him anywhere. Thirdly, with the storage being so large, it can hold just about anything. As so can Jesus. He's big enough to hold whatever we give him. The Bible says to pass our cares on him, for he cares for us. I, I have been on this earth 10,957 days. And every day, he has downloaded my data and has allowed me to import my cares. If we use God as our hard drive, he holds all this data, all this wisdom, all this knowledge. We can pull from him and him from us. He holds everything that we need. But not only can the hard drive hold everything we need, it is also accessible to give that. So in one side of the hard drive, Jesus is holding everything about us, our DNA and characteristics. On the other side, he's depositing into us all of his data, all of his characteristics, all of his DNA, his knowledge, his love, his wisdom. Yes. So as the hard drive holds the storage for the device and is the brains of the operation, not only is it there to take everything that you give it, it is also there to supply the computer or the device with what it needs. Jesus is exact same. Not only is he there to take everything we give him, he is also there to give us what we need and supply us with what we need. So as you go throughout your day and you look at all the technology around, you can, you can see that, well, the technology around is your phone, of course. It's something we use every single day or a computer at work, things like that. Put it in your spiritual mind that this is as accessible as Jesus. We go to our phone because it holds certain data and information. We Google this and Google that. We hop on social media looking for this, that, and the other. God is just as accessible. So I challenge you every time you go to pick up your phone to look up something, looking for information, looking for knowledge, remember that God is just as accessible and holds all the knowledge that you need. Amen. Amen.